0: Hello and welcome to Just a Guy and his journey back to God. Today is Easter, it's Easter Sunday, and I think we'll just open with a word of prayer. Father, I thank you for this day, this day in which we celebrate your resurrection, and I thank you for the life-altering event that it is, the wonderful sacrifice, the incredible sacrifice that you made in the way that you love us and demonstrate your love. I thank you that we're forgiven, but more importantly that our fellowship with you is whole, that you've made us whole, and that you can now fellowship with us on a daily, minute-by-minute basis. I'm so grateful for your, your forgiveness, your grace, and your mercy. I pray today as we read That we would go through and understand what you want us to understand. That you would open our hearts and our minds and our ears to hear and see and understand what is important. And that we would gather what is critical for us to learn today. I praise you and I thank you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So we're going to read Acts 1, but not all of it, just about 10 verses. And then we're also going to read Acts 2. And um, So let's go ahead and just get started. In my former book, Theopolis, I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and to teach. Until that day, he was taken up to heaven. After giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles he had chosen. After his suffering, he presented himself to them and gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, He gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Then they gathered around him and asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom of Israel? Because remember, that's what they thought the Messiah was going to do, that he was going to establish his reign. He said to them, It is not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by His own own authority, but you will receive the power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. After he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes, and a cloud hid him from their sight. They were looking intently into the sky as he was going, when suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them. Men of Galilee, they said, "Why do you stand here looking into the sky? This same Jesus who has been taken from you into heaven will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven." So that's that's verse or chapter one. Let's move on to uh, chapter two. We're just what I'm skipping is the election of Matthias as the twelfth apostle, replacing Judas. The Holy Spirit comes at Pentecost in chapter 2, verse 1. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. <laughs> they're drunk they've had too much wine then peter stood up with the eleven raised his voice and addressed the crowd fellow jews and all of you who live in jerusalem let me explain this to you listen carefully to what i say these people are not drunk as you suppose it's only 9 in the morning it's interesting as we've been reading for the last you know couple months you see so many practical explanations and such basic you know, argument that God and the the disciples and just the prophets display. Like in this case, they're not drunk. It's only nine. It's too early. Otherwise, it might be true. But it's just interesting to see these practical arguments that are there, that are so, just basic. And it's things that I would I would hear, I would want to hear, and not some complex theory being placed, you know, being presented. No, this is what was spoken to the by the prophet Joel. Before the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord, and everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Fellow Israelites, listen to this. Jesus of Nazareth was a man accredited by God to you by miracles, wonders, and signs, which God did among you through him, as you yourselves know. This man was handed over to you by God's deliberate plan and foreknowledge, and you, with the help of wicked men, put him to death by nailing him on a cross. You have made known to me the paths of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence. Fellow Israelites, I can tell you confidently that the patriarch David died and was buried, and his tomb is here to this day. But he was a prophet and knew that God had promised him on oath that he would place one of his descendants on his throne. Seeing what was to come, he spoke of the resurrection of the Messiah, that he was not to abandon was not abandoned to the realm of the dead, nor did his body see decay. God has raised his this Jesus to life, and we are all witnesses of it. Exalted to the right hand of God, he has received from the Father the promised Holy Spirit and has poured out what you now see and hear. For David did not ascend into heaven, and yet he said, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. So again, practical arguments being made. Hey, you guys, this is what happened. And this is the prophecies that we've been told over millennium, that David has said, that all have said. And yet we know that David wasn't speaking about himself because hey, here's his grave, we know he's there. So very practical arguments and discussions that are being made. Therefore, let all Israel be assured of this, God has made this Jesus whom you crucified both Lord and Messiah. When the people heard this they cut to the heart they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the other apostles brothers what shall we do? Peter replied Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit the promises for you and your children and for all who are far off for all whom the Lord God will call. With many other words, he warned them, and he pleaded with them, Save yourselves from this corrupt generation. Those who accept this message were baptized, and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. It's quite a gospel message, quite evangelical. The Fellowship of the Believers, verse 42. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings and and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. So in many ways, this is really the fulfillment of the Easter story. The Holy Spirit is given to each of us, that he lives in us, and we fellowship with him and through him with Jesus and God. It's It's an amazing turn of events that what looked like sure failure and defeat was actually what was required for our salvation and our fellowship with God. But so With that, we'll just close with a word of prayer. Thank you, Lord, for this wonderful day, a day in which we remember your sacrifice and your mercy and your grace and your atonement. I thank you and I just pray that for each of us, we would walk in your ways. We'd be closer to you today and would bring you honor and glory. I pray that we would recognize what we have in your Holy Spirit, the fellowship we have with your Spirit and ours. And I pray that we would bring you glory and honor each and every day and that we would fellowship closely with you. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you for joining me at Just a Guy and his journey back to God. Happy Easter.